This is episode, episode 85, 85, and it's Deck Safety. Welcome to the Ultimate Month. Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, and now. host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane Chapman. There he is. He's back on the microphone live today in Regina, here with Wade and Bryce. Yep. It's Woo. the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Episode 85. Episode 85. It's a sick intro. Right? Yep. It's probably going to catch on. Likely people will just introduce shows randomly now. Like, like that. Like, like no that. coordination, just both of you shouting in the mic. And, <laughs> like, you I thought you were going to step in at the start, too. I thought you weren't just waiting to say the number. No, I was just waiting for the number. Because you said, like, went. let's make it messy, and then I did. Yeah, it wasn't even part of the start of it. I joined halfway through. Is it totally? And then, okay, well, and then you kept going right through crap the shoot. music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you followed it through, and then you added more at the end. That's like, yeah, that's me. I don't make it on time, and then I stay late. Late, late start, unfinished. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how we go here. Um, we're live on the Instagram again, recording this thing as it happens so that you, the people, the people can interact and communicate and say what you want to say during the podcast. So watch now, Bryce, do you know offhand what the process is for like turning on notifications for when somebody goes live? There's a thing you can do. Cause somebody asked me one day, they're like, I don't ever know when you're going to do it. And I was like, I don't Simco. ever, I, I don't ever know when I'm going to do it either. I thought it just happened. Nope. I thought, I well, thought it, it does. Notified everybody that's currently on. Yeah, but it doesn't notify everybody, right? Like, we've got, got 15,000 right followers. I can't <laughs> let them all know. Humble brag. Um, but it, there's like a thing you can do. You can go into a setting somewhere, notifications, and then notification settings, and you can set what things you want to notify you about, whether somebody goes live or posts a story or posts a, uh, a just a just a regular post? What's that, what's that called? Who even so, uses those? So if you go to the main Ultimate Deck Shop Instagram page. Okay. And you click on where it says following. Yeah. There's a little thing for notifications. Yes. And then you can turn on notifications for posts, uh-huh. stories, IGTV. There it is. And live videos. There it is. Most of the time it says some. That's the one. Get, That's the setting right there. Get all notifications. Yes. So if people want to know when we're going to record this thing live so that they can get in here and interact, they should just do what Bray said. Go to the thing that he said and then click on the thing that he said after that and then go down you know to the, the thing and then scroll to do down to the other thing that says live. Video you know this. the voice that you were using when you were like, yes, yes. Have you seen the video? <laughs> I'm glad you did not say that a third time. That was getting super Have erotic. you seen the video of the guy that dubs over the voice of his dog and tells his dog that he's getting him a kitty? Have you seen this? I don't know that I have, but so it sounds, it's a sounds fantastic. Video on the uh, internet, and it and then this guy's like, "Okay, I went to the pet store, and the dog's like, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's and then I, I saw, actually have, and then Robin I saw a Penny. lizard. Oh, right, it's who? Robin Penny off TikTok. Oh my, it is hilarious, and it's like, and then, and then I was gonna get a kitty. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but then that's I saw a snake. Oh no, 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 I don't want no snakes. No, no snakes. No snakes. <laughs> Anyways, that voice that you were using was like, yes, that was it. That, that was the dog me, right there. That reminded me of the dog. I've got a second career voiceovering dogs. Yeah, on on YouTube. Okay, good. Uh, well, before we get started, Wade, I think that we should take a look at the worldly news. Worldly news. Okay, and we got a 
We're throwing a kink at things. Bryce is going to give us the worldly news today. Whoa, he's been practicing all be week. Ready? Oh, he's got some good ones. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> so the first one. Cascade Deck and Fence. Just Fence and Deck just joined as well. What's up, boys? Don't worry. You go ahead. I'm okay. just I'm oh, filling air. Oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like. You just never stop. I just don't problem. stop. Right. It you just got really hard you to You got to speak louder. What we should actually do is just mute my microphone out and so I can't even. Oh, that's better. Wait. <laughs> a relief gasp yeah, is that right? that was? <sighs> it's okay. been five years and Wade hasn't heard you stop talking <laughs> yeah that's true okay so do you guys like breakfast cereal no I like At supper all. cereal oh like yeah supper, you might like this then Come I on. like supper cereal what is supper cereal yeah, what when is you supper use cereal? the world when you eat cereal it's dinner time. cereal you mean no it's supper because it wasn't planned <laughs> Supper cereal. It last minute cereal. It was last minute. It wasn't planned, so it wasn't dinner. Okay. And I didn't have wine with it because wine and milk do not go together. No, they don't. Right? See? So Kellogg's launches onion-flavored breakfast cereal. Get out of here. In Korea. Why would you do that? Because onions are delicious. Not on your cereal, though. I for sure didn't talk to JJ about this. I agree that onions are, are good. I enjoy onions on my Subway sandwiches and my hamburgers, not on my shreddies. Hear that ding in the background? That means that this podcast is doing some <laughs> damage right now. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so anybody on the podcast want to buy a few thousand dollars worth of stuff? Because that's probably what's going on downstairs. <laughs> so onion flavored cereal. What is it like? Is it like a? Is it a type of cereal that exists that they've just changed the flavoring to onion, or is it like little baby onions now? That no, it's like a. It's it's called a box of chaka flakes. So here's what does the, that mean? Here's the interesting thing. So it's from Korea. Now that this, is interesting. <laughs> this uh, cereal it was launched this year. Okay. But it won a poll to be the next cereal flavor 16 years ago, and Kellogg's is just putting it out now. Oh yeah, they're like <laughs> that would have taken a few meetings to be like, are we actually? Are we actually going to do it? I know the poll won. I get that the poll won, but are we actually <laughs> right. going to do this? I feel like we're being pranked right now. I took a CEO that was like, I'm tired of this shit. What we're releasing the onion cereal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> COVID year. What do we got? <laughs> what, do we, what do we got that we haven't done that didn't make yeah. any sense? Well, yeah. so you said that and I was like, they did a poll and I was like, right away. I was like, this is a problem with running polls in today's world because you just get people that like, like mob mentality, a poll, and they yeah. like they, they mess the poll up. But yeah. then you said that was 16 years ago, and there wasn't like a social there media. There, there was, was no internet. Thing the birth to of do the that. internet. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you certainly weren't seeing people like come together for stupid means like you are today to make that happen. So that's that's weird. Now, is are Koreans generally known for oniony things? No. <laughs> okay. I think they were just screwing with everybody. Okay. <laughs> so Kellogg's. So just in Korea, though. Just in Korea. Although I think we should get some. Well, we got we to get a box. For supper cereal. Supper cereal. With supper cereal. We got to get a box of these things. Why are they called? Cho- so the chocolate and onion, or why are they called choco? F- whatever you called it. Chaka flakes. Chaka flakes. Is, I, I, Maybe it's, it's a type Korean, of, probably. Ch- uh, it's a type of onion. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Just selling it. Just have some coffee. We can get some of that. Okay. We'll okay. eat some of that. Number, headline number two. Here we go. Ready? Man falls through floor of home and plunges down a 30-foot well. What? (laughs) 
Like he didn't. Firefighters. There just in happened to be a well where yeah. he fell through. Yeah, firefighters in Connecticut said a man survived with only minor injuries when he fell through the floor of his friend's home and plunged nearly thirty feet down a well under the house. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> like the friend is like, it worked. That's like I can't car- believe it worked. That's cartoon stuff, right? It's <laughs> oh, like yeah. trapdoor cartoon yeah. stuff. It's like the floor broke and he run in. He <laughs> ran in space in time and then fell like the coyote. Yep. So I guess if you think about this, like maybe the well was putting off some humidity and rotted out the floor right above it. Like, is that how we explain this? But why Why is there a well below the floor? Well, why is there an open well underneath the, the floor? So That's where the water used to come from. Yeah, so it said that the well was likely outside the house in 1843. And then the hole was probably covered with some simple wood flooring. And the property simple, was yeah, simple renovated wood. in 81. Oh, yeah, built over it. Didn't know. Yeah. Not upgraded to current code. Didn't get a plan. No, probably permit. wasn't in the code book. Don't build over the well. <laughs> Section A4. Or it was, and the inspector just rolled up, looked at the house, and was like, oh, yeah, from here, looks good. See you later. What happened to that well that was here? It's not here anymore. All right, then. Sounds good. Have a great day. Good job. What else do I got? It's okay. pretty dangerous. Somebody could fall through the floor and die. Yeah. Can you imagine that that trip, though? Like, the floor creaks, and then it breaks, and you're like, oh, like, oh shit, I'm going to fall a little bit here. And then you fall for a while. I'm <laughs> like terrified you, of heights. Just then you generally. have thoughts on like the way down. Do you yeah. do you think that your friend then is potentially your friend? a serial killer? Yes, that's what I mean. When I shouted "Gotcha, bitch!" I was like, "This was that was planned. That yep. was not an oops." Mm-hmm. Convenient that the floor let go right over that well there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just go dance over there. Yeah. Who else did he join down there? Splashes down there and find, finds Tupac. <laughs> What are you doing down here? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, weird news number three. Louisiana man faces charges for swimming in a sporting goods store fishing tank. Oh, yeah, Bass Pro Shops probably, right? Yep. Yeah. As if you haven't thought about doing that here. I'm not not judging him. That shit happens. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was... Thought it was interesting. It is interesting, but everybody's thought about doing it. <laughs> it would, it would take some courage to get in there, but yeah. So I got one, or I got a few more, but I got one that I wanted to wait for until we had like a better setup so we could show everybody. But okay, we could always come back to it. Okay, there That's are bad. six people in here, so yeah, don't worry about it then. Man's bladder explodes after holding. Oh yeah, his pee in for eighteen hours <laughs> after a beer binge. Oh yeah. That's all it takes is 18 hours? Why would you do that? Well, you know. A 40-year-old man reportedly fell asleep after downing 10 bottles of beer during a heavy drinking session. Okay. There's a bunch of shit wrong with this. 10 bottles of beer is not a heavy drinking session. That's a Tuesday. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. He was Chinese. How big were the bottles? That's That's the thing. And how big is the man? Yeah. If he's three foot four and he's drinking four liter jugs of beer, fine. Yeah. yeah. Then we now the math works. But that so like I didn't. I've had to go pee pretty bad sometimes and been holding it for usually your trap. Like I don't know what the reasons are. Sometimes I just like to hold my pee, but I've never. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Not me. I, he likes the challenge. I, yeah. 
I heard like this guy like had it this makes one me guy? feel in control of my life again. <laughs> His bladder burst. I'm gonna try and hold it till just before my bladder burst. <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but it just started when I had kids. I started holding my pee more, I just like because uh, I wanted wanted to feel it in control. Nope. Shane needs therapy. No, but yeah. so, but like I didn't realize that I was in ever in any sort of danger of blowing your bladder out the side of you. So then, what do you die? Mm-mm. Generally, yes. They Did saved he? this guy. No. How? They caught him in time. Like apparently. But then what like, do you do? Oh, my side hurts. You put in a, a, a bladder implant? Yeah. yeah bladder replacement. Bladder replacement surgery. If well, can, if I know if that's an option. they can replace your heart with a pig's heart, I'm pretty sure they can no replace your bladder. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should have put a pig spleen in him. Then he could have told the weather. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of pigs. Oh, yes. Here we go. Escaped pigs cause traffic chaos on a Virginia highway. Is this another cop story? No. Oh, authorities of Virginia <laughs> <laughs> said a group of large. Pigs. Well, it was in the states, and it was pigs, yeah, and it was exactly. I, it just seemed like it. Anyway, they just went. They some uh, pigs got out of a truck. Ninety-five pigs. So yeah. I saw. A, I don't think they got out of the truck. That likely what happened was the truck rolled over. Right. So I saw a video of that one time where a truck rolled over with pigs in it. And there was pigs everywhere. And like some of them were a little bit banged up, but others weren't. And they just like. <laughs> like flat. They just scattered. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was just. Yeah. Okay. And you have feral hogs. Okay. And then you have hunting and season. That, that's how that goes. That's it. And that wraps up the double long episode of Worldly, the Worldly News. News. Okay, so that was a bunch of disasters right there, <laughs> I would say, which leads into this good segue into our topic today because this is here's a freaking disaster. Deck safety month. When is this posting? May, May or June? <laughs> Next year. July. This is July what third? Right. Okay, third. so we're a little bit behind. Oh damn. We're a hair. Showed up late. Just talk longer. A uh, hair late. When we started the episode, it was May. When he was done the worldly news, it was July third. <laughs> so this is not. Anyway, so what we're talking about here is, is little deck Timmy safety. Was, little Timmy was in a well, <laughs> and we got him out of there. Well, we did. We don't know that. Did they get him out of there? Yes. I'm not giving okay, this good. up. We got one. We got one more minute. So to this talk would about make more nothing. sense if it was the same guy who blew out his bladder. Like he's down in the well, and he's like, "I don't want to. I don't want to pollute this man's drinking water. <laughs> I'm gonna hold this. Poor guy. Blow up your bladder while you're down there. Then there's double problems to the homeowner. Who's paying that insurance bill? Um. We're talking about common deck failures, <laughs> common life. things that lead to deck failures. Yep. What did you want? To, what did you want to say? I just I said Sun Life is yeah. <laughs> that's who we signed with. Sun it. Life, yeah. it's so good. I there guess it'll be them that's covering. Yeah. It. You know, because that's how you do things on Instagram. You just plug who who you work with. Don't actually have valuable opinions. Just plug who you work with. Right. Yeah. We work with Sun Life Insurance. They're fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Except they we pay them. Yeah, I don't like how that relationship works, really. <laughs> Not until I need the insurance will I appreciate that relationship. Uh, common deck failures. So the reason we we kind of, we didn't do this episode back in May, and maybe we should have, because that was Nadra's deck safety month. It was still winter here. But yeah, there was a pandemic happening and nobody was building decks here yet. That's not true. May was actually a pretty busy month. But regardless, we didn't get to this topic then. The reason we're getting to it now is that there's one that hit home Pretty close to us recently. A deck fell off a house of a second story deck off a house. Yeah, it was, what, nine feet in the air approximately? And so you always see these stories from time to time. Like, semi-frequently, you see the stories hit the news, and then the deck building community shares it and be like, there's another one, but it's always somewhere else. It's never 
I mean, we've seen some deck failures here, but they haven't made the news. This one, all of a sudden, was like, here you go. Here's one that fell nine feet off this house or 10 or 11 feet, whatever it was, second story. Yeah. Crashed down, disconnected from the house, smashed on the ground. Yep. I don't know if anybody was hurt, but in that photo, there was a paramedic in the photo. Yeah, because they probably were, wasn't there to inspect the fasteners. They were on the deck. It was a husband and wife. Were they on it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and so the so that she a, was a little bit banged up. She, uh, from what I understand, she's fine, but like good, sore, good. sore and scared. I guess so. You like you're not bracing yourself to be falling to the ground from your deck when you're having a coffee and reading the news in the morning. True. So, anyways, it falls off the house same weekend or same rough time frame. There's another one that almost identical in Calgary. Fell off the house, same way. Up in the air, second story, boom, down it goes. Don't same, know if anybody was on there. Same builder? I don't know that either. Maybe. I, like, I don't know. I've only heard who the builder might be in Regina, and I don't believe that they build in Calgary, so I'm guessing different builder, but I, I have not had that formally confirmed to me by anybody, so I've not been sharing that information. Um, but anyways, so this is, that's why it's a little bit more relevant today for us than others. And we haven't talked about this topic for a while and we kind of, like I said, glazed over May a little bit with this. And so it's probably time. The reason we probably don't talk so much about this stuff is the people that listen to our podcast likely know all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. The home builders likely know this stuff too. Yeah. But they're (laughs) not doing it. But you know what I mean? Like the guys that are listening, the guys that are in here or the girls that are in here take this stuff seriously already and so they're already probably using some of these techniques possibly yeah so we'll we'll talk about it because it's important and then bryce can cut it all together and put it on youtube because that's maybe where it's more valuable that you know could be I mean? the case yeah we do have some people that listen to this podcast that are just homeowners and may not be super experienced and this may be new information to them we've also got a lot of deck builders and industry people that are going to listen to this list and go well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. of course yep but it's good to just go over it anyway because you've also got some deck builders that are that are brand new to the gig. They were working for somebody else before or they were working in construction but a different in different line of work and now they've mm-hmm. started a deck building business within the last year and maybe they haven't experienced these things yet. Yeah. Right? They probably know some of them but maybe there's some that we're going to talk about that they don't. Okay. So this is not a, I'm not well, I'm not claiming that this is <laughs> like that? Yeah, like that. I'm not claiming that this is a comprehensive list. There are other things that can go wrong in them, but we've compiled a list of, I don't know, a dozen items here of common ones that you'll see. Your family's busy. Just going off on me right now. (laughs) Um, So we didn't number them. We're just going to go through them because they're each as important as the next. I don't want to imply that any one is more important than the next. That's true. Some of them are more important. Fine. You pick the order. Let's go. No, just start at the top. Okay. I'll let you know as we go which ones I think are not that important. Okay. So, the f- not the first one. No, I wasn't going to number these. Yeah. Anyway. On the list. On the list at the top <laughs> of this list that I've written down here <laughs> is improper ledger flashing. Oh, flashing. Flashing. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just thinking about this. Do you think we should carry some flashing here? Yes. I've we been could, seeing it for a while. And we could get some, like, just pre-made 10-foot chunks Yes, we should. And then the guys could drive over it with forklifts and then we could like write it off. It'd be handy. Discount at 5%. Yeah. All smashed up. No, but so the reason, I mean, the reason we don't get asked for it a whole bunch because a lot of new builds, like the builders are pretty good for flashing things. They're pretty good for flashing the ledger. That's usually already done. And then in other cases, you're retrofitting something that was already flashed before or wasn't flashed or whatever. Like people just, they're not buying as much, but we should lead that charge. We should, we should. 
carry this. One stuff. of the reasons I don't, like, one of the reasons I haven't pushed super hard to have flashing is if the house is all, like, if it's already stuccoed and then you're putting a ledger on there, I actually don't believe in cutting into the stucco. Yeah. I'd rather do, like, a deck-to-wall spacer or some sort of spacer of some kind and then get away from the idea of trying to create a flashing. Yeah. So I don't disagree with you. I think in this market, um, first of all, we're really dry here. Let's always preface this kind of conversation with the fact that we get like 12 days of rain. Like here. your humor or the actual <laughs> humidity? I'm like both, I suppose. But um, where's the rim shot? We don't have one. We only have a wah wah. Oh, we do have a rim shot. There it is. Anything else you want to lie about today? <laughs> is it called a rim shot? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Next. Um, <laughs> Hasn't been my experience. <laughs> the, so <laughs> if you're going to flash the ledger, then it should be done properly. Here the goes. proper way this is, is to get some Z flashing. This is spiral for the rest yeah. of the show. I feel Good like luck. I felt like I should step in and yeah. save this one if real, real quick. If you're going to flash something after a rim shot. Um, there's, a, there's a comment in here in the Instagram from Happy Chappy before we get on. It says, past experience, flashing usually comes in all bent up. Paperwork city with claims. Yeah. Um, so Daryl's not on board with us carrying flashing. Yeah, sounds like not. Um, but anyways, what this is talking about is like, you got to make sure that the water has a safe path of travel over the ledger board so it doesn't get in behind, so it doesn't rot out the ledger board or worse, the floor system of the house, yeah. the rim board of the house. That's the problem. Because if that happens, if the integrity of the wood that you fasten things to is compromised, then the fastener is not going to hold in it. And that may be the least of your concerns. You may like... Yep. So... That's, that's the idea behind the ledger flashing. If you're going to flash it, <clears throat> and if you're not going to flash it, you, there better be a reason why you're not. Like, it's got to be that water's not going to cause that problem somehow because you've addressed it in some other manner. But on new builds, the proper way to do that is to install your, your ledger and your Z flashing over top and your paper in front, like over mm -hmm. top of the flashing mm -hmm. and behind the ledger board. And, mm -hmm. and some guys are using um, flexible flashing, like a G-tape or, or Vicor or Blue Skin or something behind, over, whatever creating some sort of envelope around the ledger board that the water's not going to get behind it. That's the point of it. Correct. To make sure that it doesn't compromise the integrity of the structure you're tying into. There's just a, who was it? Uh, I think it was, pre we, get, we give Premier Sean a lot of shout outs in this thing and he doesn't even tune in. Like to hell with that guy. Right? Does he ever listen to this thing? I don't know. Why does he think he's above this? He, he probably doesn't listen because he's busy doing his own thing. Oh, maybe. Um, anyway, but he, I'll reference him again. <laughs> He's, He's doing a job right now where it's a classic case. He pulled, I think he pulled off an old ledger, I assume, and it wasn't flashed properly. And he's kind of pulled the paper back now, the Tyvek back. And mm -hmm. sure enough, underneath the OSP sheathing and the rim board of the house, all dust. Like it's all black and molded and like yeah. rotting and falling apart. We actually don't have to go that far away. I delivered a deck package yesterday to Mike because we were short staffed in the yard. So uh, Mike from Decked Out. And we went out and they ripped the ledger off and same thing, like underneath same the door, yeah. it was all rotted. So he smashed all that plywood out and ripped it back to the floor joist and then got some new plywood, put the new plywood in and yep. house wrapped it up. And, and that's again, in a market that doesn't have a lot of rain. Correct. Ele only 11 days a year. Mm. I'm just going to keep decreasing it by one until the end <laughs> of the show and see if anybody notices like 12, 11 days, 10 days, 40. Anyway. What? The, the number's five, and then I'm gonna, and then later in the show, I'm going to ask if anybody yeah. knows what the number is. It's like, you should have just done it. You should have just But if you're in a market like Washington, on the West Coast, I mean, Washington Speaking State, of Washington. British Columbia, Lower Mainland. I watched the Jeffrey Epstein show the other day. Holy smokes. Okay, here we go. 
That dude was a sick puppy. Yeah. Speaking of deck failures. Go ahead. Um, you just said Washington made me think of the Clintons and, and <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. So. I was like, what is this? Six <laughs> degrees of decking Epstein? Yeah. Um, so you know, on the West Coast, if you're getting literally 220 days of rain, you should be paying a little bit more attention to this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and our audience is from all over, not just here. So ensure that you're doing the proper practices for your area as far as flashing comes to on your ledger board. Yep. Um, in our area, you mentioned sometimes we don't like to cut away the stucco. I'm also not a huge fan of doing that because I feel like you're just inviting problems more than like you're trying to do something that's going to be preventative. But in many cases, you're just inviting opportunity for problems. And yeah, we've always kind of said if it's an old acrylic stucco or whatever that doesn't like, obviously you can't have any foam, rigid foam insulation behind it or whatever. It's got to be basically, basically like rim joist sheathing wire, like paper wire stucco. Mm-hmm. In that case where there's nothing that's going to compress, whatever. But we're, we've done it before with, yeah, using a spacer off there to allow water to clear behind and have an air gap, airflow, using some silicone around where the fasteners go in. Some guys put the ledger board against the stucco and just caulk the top or cut in of some flashing or something, as opposed to cutting out all the stucco, removing all the wire, trying to slide the flashing up in behind and trying to re-flash and paper and tape it's an awful idea. It never works. <clears throat> to try to do that. It's like yeah. on paper, that's the proper way to do it. We all understand that, but often it, it invites problems. Yeah. So, Yep. But one way or another, make sure the water's not going to damage the, the house structure. Number two is, I mean, the second on the list, I mean, the improper ledger. This is, fastening. The, this is the most important one. Correct. And this, this is, is the one I think that is results in the most number of decks on the ground. Yeah. By far, more than anything else on this list. Correct. The rest of the list is just filler. Now, what we have, what we see, and we, man, we, I don't know, we talk about this all the time. Literally oh, I every you were day. Swear that you were coming at it hot. <laughs> I was, I was ready to. But we talk about this daily with customers, often on the podcast. We've done a YouTube video about it on site, saying like, "Look at this." It just. Would you look at this? Look it, at this. Look at that. A, <laughs> look at this. It's such a common practice <laughs> on newly built homes that the exterior of the house is being finished, and the. They want to put the ledger on me so that they can continue with finishing the envelope of the house with stuccoing it, vinyl siding, whatever it's going to be. So you see it. I could, we could take a drive right now and show you a hundred houses that have been done this way. No if I could show problem. you one, I could show you a hundred. <laughs> in states of construction. And what you'll see is a piece of Tyvek stapled up on the wall, ledger board put over top, ready for the rest of the house to get papered and wired or whatever, you're, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And all that they've attached that ledger to with is the same frame nails that they frame the rest of the house with. Yep. Which was smooth, bright framing nails. Yep. No designed galvanization. For, designed for spruce. Right. And not meant to ever see water or copper. And so they just tap these things on quickly so that they can move on to the next thing. It's They're not building the deck. So they don't really care that it's attached structurally. I wish they did because at that moment in time, that's the easiest time to make sure that it is attached properly. You know exactly, you don't have to do any guesswork as to where the structure is in the house that you can tie into. It'd be easier for everybody if they just do it then. Throw in a few leg bolts. Even if they had like eight ledger locks with them, right? Yeah. That's it. Like you, you, the eight ledger locks on a 14 foot board would do way more than those nails than the 75 nails they wailed into the front of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's no even, on most cases, there's no even attempt to hit anything behind. It's just Shit's given. Into the OSB. Pop, or pop, pop, the, pop, 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 yeah, pop. The strand it. board rim that they got on there, and it's just, yeah, exactly. Pop, 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 pop. They fired a bunch of nails in there into rant, whatever, wherever their hand happened to hit the gun and the thing and made the nail fire. That's Paid by the nail. Like, Look. Yeah. There it is. So there it is there. It's attached. They finish the rest of the house. They sell the house. Homeowner moves in. Homeowner decides they're going to build their own deck. Or hire a contractor who also doesn't know any better than the first guy that was there. And they build the deck on, and I'm that's not, I don't mean to say, this is the reason why you should hire decking contractors. Yep. As opposed to a flooring guy who can do a deck or a guy who's built a shed before and like he's comfortable with the tools. That's why you hire electricians to do electrical correct. and plumbers to do plumbing. and A framer, like if you're putting a roof on your house. Get a framer to put the roof on your house. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. But uh, like everybody knows somebody that can do this work for them. And yeah, they cheap. can probably do it. He can do it for cheap. 80% well. They can probably do all the things. They know how to run the saw. They know how to run a drill. They can put the clips down on the deck. It's all fine. But the most important part they aren't aware of, not because they're incapable of locating and driving a structural screw, but because they just don't know that they need to do that. And so the deck gets built on this ledger board that's just been popped in with, with a few nails. Everybody's happy. Deck gets done. Guy gets paid. Gone. Or homeowner builds themselves. They're proud. And a few years later, if you, it even makes it that far. It usually does, right? The bloody thing wiggles off the house. Yeah, they're usually th- three, four years old when they crash. Like that one in Regina here, I bet you that's a three or four year old home. It looked like it, it was, was pretty old, brand new. Yeah, older than that, but... Yep. Well, it could be, but it's like, it's a newish home, right? Newish. And... Yeah, eventually just with like minor vibrations, the freeze-thaw cycle, the whatever, the thing just wiggles its way out because those nails, like you can pull a nail, a bright, a smooth nail out of a wall with a hammer, no problem. Like just one guy's like, out it goes. Yeah. So it doesn't take much for that to wiggle its way out. And anybody who's ever gone back to a ledger that's been installed that way and put the proper stuff in has seen that when you drive those things in, it sucks the whole board back to the wall and the nails pop out because just the lumber drying... Yeah. And like curling a little bit pulls the nails out. Yep. And that's what's keeping the deck on your house. Somebody was until it doesn't anymore. Two weeks ago and they were they told me that they were redoing their whole deck. They were just like gonna tear it out. But what had happened was the guy was standing beside his house, beside his deck for some reason. Maybe he was cutting his grass or he was moving some like gravel along the side of his house. And he looked over and he could see that the ledger had separated from his house. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Whoa, that looks strange. So then walks over and yeah, grabbed a he said he used a leg bolt, but whatever, structural screw, leg bolt, doesn't matter. And drove it in and was like, oh, no, like I'm in big trouble, right? Because it moved his whole deck and that was like his supports moved. And so yeah. he was like, okay, uh, I'm actually going to take everything off and kind of start this over. So. Yeah. So that's the most common thing when the decks are, when you're seeing decks laying in the ground in the news, I feel like nine times out of 10, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. They did not properly. And we knew that this was a... A big issue here, and then when we posted about that, and we have since taken it down because there were some legal things at play, I guess, with that stuff, whatever, we were asked to take it down, so we took it down. But during in the conversation that, sh- conversation that happened before we took it down, other people in other markets were like, yep, see it here all the time too. So it's not just here. Okay, so then let's stop pointing out the obvious. How do we fix this? Do you think that the building inspector that inspected that house should lose his job and be sued for all medical damages? The inspector. Because that's his job. So 
But not in, the guy who builds right, house. But until until last year, the city of Regina never required you to even tell them how you were fastening the ledger to the house in the first place. Right. They never so, required your fastening detail of the ledger. So that guy was just doing his job. Here's the things you're checking for. The permit was approved without mentioning how you're attaching the board. So is it really his fault? Here's, or is he here's just doing his job to the expectation that they gave him? Here's what I don't like about that. They had no problem collecting the money for the permit. Correct. Yeah. So listen, if you're going to take the money, then take the job seriously. Yeah. It's like the, the person that ends up taking the rap on this is the guy who built it. And he is the lowest paid person in the entire equation. And so it's like, okay, because he's in the trades, let's beat the shit out of him. It's like, that's not fair. The bureaucracy of this whole thing set it up wrong. Mm -hmm. The engineer has a clause in his thing that's like, no matter what I draw, no matter what I stamp, no matter what I say, turns out it's not my fault. Like if you read the fine print on any engineer thing, it's like, yeah. no matter what happens, I'm not at trouble. I'm not at fault for this. Yeah. And then the city does their inspection. It's like, no matter what happens... I'm not at fault for this yep. because I'm the city. And it's like, that's crap. It's your job. You designed it, engineer guy, and city approved it. And the contractor who doesn't have the resources, the financial resources that the engineer and the city do, he gets built, like he gets tagged with this. It ends up on his insurance. And that's crap. I like, I think the city should eat this one. Maybe. It's hard to say what the scenario was here. This, I think the one that was in Regina looks as though the the deck was probably built at the same time as the house, which leads me to think it was in on the same permit as the whole build, which leads me to think that there was an engineer involved and there was plans and there probably was a detail on that ledger board. Right. I'm guessing. So then here we go. So, so you who, open up the plans and yeah. the ledger detail is there by the engineer because he wrote that down. Yeah. Guy's off the hook. Deck right. fell off. Exactly. Yeah. You said, use these screws, check mark. This is where it falls onto the framer. Ne nope. Next person in no, no. line. Well, yeah, but I'm saying if the if the drawings were there by the engineer, check. City approved it, check, because that detail is there. No, the city, the inspector's supposed to be on site, check that. You're supposed to walk around the house. You're right, yeah. He's supposed to say, I checked that ledger. It looked good. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He likely pulled So up. there needs to be some sort of born responsibility between the installer and the inspector. Right. And so the installer... Like you said, he's a framer. He doesn't build decks. He's a framer. Yeah. So he frames houses. And so he used that same nails. They're super strong. They hold the whole house up. Yeah. yeah. They're really strong nails, right? They got great shear strength. That's what we know. Ba -ba 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 -ba. In it goes. He's like pumped. So it's the inspector's job to catch that, educate that person. It's not the contractor's job. Sure, it is his job. It's like the same as when you're speeding and you get caught speeding. It's like, it's your fault because it's like not knowing the rules isn't like, that's not an excuse. You have to know the rules. Yeah. And so, yes, the contractor is on the hook for some of this, but I don't think the city should be able to walk from this. I think they should pick up the tab on it. And I think if they did, it would change things. I hope a lawyer gets involved and I hope a lawyer takes this all the way back to the city and sues the building inspector personally. Now I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> it just like, it makes me so mad because they have no problem telling you how to do it, but they don't give two swear words about how it actually happens. They just want to, they want to charge you and tell you, Yeah, but then they, they don't follow up. Correct. Yeah. No, there's definitely, like, <sighs> we don't know all the details about that specific build, but there's definitely probably a few people that are at fault there. 
for sure, like whoever built the deck and whoever inspected the deck, those two are obvious. And whether it goes up from there, like is the home builder responsible because they didn't inspect the work of their sub trade? Possibly. Or yeah. do they have a reasonable expectation that the guy followed the plans? Right. They have a right? reasonable expectation. And so it's, so. But like, again, it's <laughs> like everybody needs to follow up on that. Yeah. So for the love of God. For Wade's sanity in mind. I, I doubt I'll get any angrier. Let's go. Make sure that you are attaching the ledger properly. And if you're doing a deck yourself, fine. But the first thing, the first step is making sure that, that thing's attached properly. And it's especially tricky nowadays. Now, especially nowadays because of the type of floor systems that are going into house. They're On right. houses that are 30 years old, it's no big deal. You've got a solid yeah. rim joist all around, solid yeah. joist, everything. It used to be all 2 by 10 everywhere, right? Or 2 by 12 rim. That'd be nice if they'd actually go back to that. I like, think they should. Like, use your engineered stuff in the middle of the floor, fine. But, like, have the rim joists have some structure to it. Yeah, it should be an LVL or it should be a or it should be a 2x10, 2-ply, 2x10. All the way around the house. It doesn't cost that much. What's happening now is just, like, you've got your engineered floor systems. Typically, your I-joists, which are the trickiest to connect the into, or to your connect. open web trusses or whatever. But it's not as easy as just driving leg bolts in anywhere anymore. You got to make sure you locate some stuff and find some blocking underneath. You might have to put some blocking on there. Wonder side if of the an wall. engineer started doing some stuff like that. They started specking two by tens again on the outside. If that would start to fix that, because so let's say it was a solid two by 10 rim around there and the framer threw 75 nails into it. It likely doesn't fall off, right? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. The nails, they pull out of the OSB. No problem, but it's not the, like into if it was a fur two by ten, you tried to pull a nail out of a fur two by ten, you don't. You break your arm. And they're already putting like they're already putting treated lumber on site anyway. Yep. As the cap at the top of the wall. Yep. And the next part that goes on there, like above that, is the rim. So yeah. they could just send out more of that. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, it, it's tr- it's tricky. You got to know what you're doing. You got to yeah. do some investigation. Like this, see, this is what I was talking about at the start of our podcast. Was like the guys that are in here. They're, they're they not know. the ones, right? They're yeah. the ones that already know. So but Forceman's right. Finest says, framers should know what nails to use for a deck ledger. Agreed. And TC Deck says, I'm a framer and we have about $500 in Simpson hardware connecting connections that are required for our ledger connections. Yep. So yeah. that's a small price to pay. I'll bet you the ambulance oh. ride was way more than that. Yeah. Probably cost you $1,500 to get like, there. That's the other thing. A lot of people are commenting on that post were saying, oh, they cheaped out. It's not cheaping out. It doesn't cost anything to do it properly. Well, it does. It <laughs> costs that, like, so it says it costs $500 to hook a ledger onto the house. That's fine. Who knows what, so he might be talking about like lateral load anchors and all sorts of things. I don't know. But just for a handful of the proper structural screws. Yeah. We're talking 60 five cents bucks. a piece. Yeah. <laughs> like it's $5. Yep. That deck that was built there was all clad out, trimmed and everything else. It was probably a $20,000 deck. Yep. Five bucks. And then you could get a pizza too. Five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. Like, Little Caesar brings it over. Anyway, I'm so on fire today. I have a feeling that things are about to change in Regina. With I that hope they deck do. Falling off the house like that because at some point, like even if the city doesn't get formally involved in the lawsuit that's apparently going to happen, um, like they're going to have to hear about it from somewhere and be like, well, shit. Yeah. Like we weren't, when that was built seven years ago, we weren't asking for ledger. And they are now. They've now. They've now asked you to specify what you're doing for a ledger connection, thankfully, but um, they weren't back then. So it's okay for code to change. It is. It's, it's okay fine. for that to happen. 
And I think that when it changes... As long as it's changing for safety reasons, not just bureaucratic crap, because nobody wants that either, but... Yeah, but it like it like it progresses, right? That's how it goes. Wiring is different. Plumbing is different. Like, it's okay for all of those things to change. Just then yeah. follow up with it. Yeah. Make the exactly. code change, and then... Ugh. New ugh. England Deck Pro says we have to do lateral tension hardware. Yeah. So... Yeah, you've got different ones from Simpson or Fastmaster that make those lateral load anchors or tensioners, whatever you want to call them. That yep. like they're they're kind of a backup plan. That's that says like, yeah, you're gonna put some GRK structural screws in as well. You're gonna attach ledger to rim. That's all good and dandy. But what if that doesn't work? It's like now they want you putting these lateral tensioners that are going from the side of a joist into yep. the side of a of a in some cases into the side of the Floor joist, floor joist or legs screwed into the sill plate because yeah. you know there's treated lumber there and it's also encased in concrete and it's not going anywhere. Yep. And so that's all bolted in there and that's not going to... So that's just like, that's extra insurance to make sure it's going to happen. Yeah, but could you imagine if you could get tied into the sill plate all the time? But I've not seen a deck fall off that blew out the rim of the house because there was 55 GRKs in it, nope. and, it blew, and it pulled the whole rim. That doesn't... If you put that stuff in there, that's that's... Should be good enough if yeah. you're, but if you're in an area that maybe is potentially earthquake areas, different rules, sure. tornadoes, whatever, right? Et um, Joel Harper says in Georgia, I think he's LT decks, I believe. In Georgia, where I am, we have to be licensed and to have continuing education. So that's interesting. That is like here, you have to have a hack, a desire to do the job. Yep, that's what you need here. To be if a you have a skill saw and a hammer and a tape measure, you're probably on your way. Yeah. Here, you just have to say, yep, I'll build it. I don't like, now that I'm out of the building, I can talk about this because when I was in the building, I didn't like the idea. But now that I'm out and I get to look back in, I think that carpenters should have to go through the exact same process that plumbers and electricians do. Everybody complains that carpenters don't get paid enough money, but it's like, you don't take you also your, didn't have you, to invest in yourself. You didn't much, take right? your craft as serious as those yeah. other guys are. Some guys do. Some they've guys gone through do. and got the this red seal like, and everything else, but you're not required to here. That's the thing. Correct. You're not allowed to go wire up a sub panel here without nope. being an electrician. Correct. But you can build a house. You can frame the whole house. Did because you, ever you see built that a one, shed one time. The one last year that actually of, fell off the foundation. I was Did just going to bring that up too. I was just going to talk about that too. There was, there was a couple of them, wasn't there? Two houses, I think. Or was it just one? Uh, it was just one, I think. Two houses at the same stage or something. Uh, um, and who's talking about this recently with me? Just the other day. They're like, this, the stupid thing is that they did, in the media, they never talked about the builder. They never talked about who did that and how it was done. They talked about how strong the wind was that day. And yeah, it's but like, there was it a, doesn't matter how strong the wind there was. There was 80,000 houses in Regina that didn't that blow all over. didn't blow over. The guy that built the house? Front page. So like this was, he was, uh, he was, there you go. That house was what? It was right. framed, yeah. sheeted, windows and doors were in, Siding was sided on, the onto, was I think. Done. Just, they were working on the inside, I think. Not Like that it day. wasn't done. It wasn't moving ready. Yeah. Gust of wind comes. <laughs> that might be underplaying <laughs> a little bit, but a massive windstorm comes and blows the thing right off the foundation. Like it threw it onto a 40 here, degree angle. And it goes, boom, throws it on the ground, the house. So what? Like the plates were still tied to the foundation. The house just shifted. Like the top of the house leaned over 40 degrees and the rest of it followed. Yeah. And the found like the floor was nailed to the concrete, like to the sill plate. So the floor plates were still in the same spot. Right. And so, but the house just shifted. Right. And so the smooth nails pulled out of the end grain of the two by fours or two by sixes, whatever yep. it was. 
Over right? she went. And the silly thing is here too, I've seen in other markets, we're getting a little bit away from deck specific, but in other markets, you're required for your sheathing to lap over the different, like the floors of your house, right? Yes. Like, so floor one, floor two, a sheet has to like yeah, gap, yeah. gap both to, yep. to, as two a tie feet, back. As two a tie. feet up. And the rim down. too, right? Yep. Like, so from the rim and the sill plate of the, of the foundation up into the thing that should be one piece, but in, that you don't have to do that here. Nope. And so guys start sheeting. They sheet the wall while it's sitting on the deck still. On the floor. On the floor yep. of the house. Lay it down, sheet it. Sheet it, stand it up, and then put another band of, pl- of ply on the outside to, br- to, to bring everything out mm-hmm. to the same plane. Mm-hmm. But then there's nothing tying the wall to the actual sill plate of the foundation other than those little nails into the ends of the two-by-fours. Yep. And it's like you go, and then, yeah, you... Anyway, it's not completely out of possibility to think like how did that happen it's like well like all that's really holding it there <laughs> was the weight of it is the weight of it sitting down to make sure those nails don't pull but they're up. heavy man by the time you get the drywall on there and the oh, mud, yeah, like you it's don't pretty heavy it's can't, going to move like can't that. pick it up but anyway that's <laughs> i couldn't pick it up but that's for something where like you know if had that had that been done had the had the osb been on the outside lapping from rim up into the wall then yep. that couldn't have pulled out like that nope that was a Done that a few times. My Canadian oat. Oh. They came out there. <laughs> That's not what I was That's thinking. That's not what I was thinking either. I was like, really? You've done you've that you've pulled out a couple times? <laughs> really? Uh, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, I'm glad my kids, Bobby, Terry, <laughs> Carter, Alice, Stanley, Rebecca, Peter, Bryce. Jacob and the other ones I don't know about aren't listening to this podcast right now. Okay. Anyways, that's it could, it could pull out. I did that. <laughs> nope. The that's this is the I said this wasn't a big list. That's the biggest one for me. I think probably for anybody is like the ledger connection. Make sure it's good. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking so about. So anyway, I forgot. Now let's get on to the other things we thought later. to throw in here. Okay, quick fillers. Just read them off and let's get this. Thing okay, up. wrong hanger fasteners, wrong fasteners in the lumber, <laughs> rotted railing posts, rotting of deck boards, and we'll see you next week. So the next one we need to put in here is the wrong hanger fasteners or not enough fasteners in the hangers. So the first and foremost, because this is also a major, major, major common thing, is using anything but the proper fastener in the hangers. Yeah, deck screws. That's most the f- common, right? Most common hanger fastener is a deck screw. Most common is a deck screw. We've also seen flooring nails, drywall screws. Oh yeah, drywall uh, screws are so good. The magnetic on <laughs> roofing there. nails stick on there. So good when they're roofing magnet. nails. People seem to think are okay too. It's like even people that know the other ones are wrong will we'll still be okay with roofing nails. Here in the states, that they're roofing nails. The roof. Um, so and none of those are none of those are the right application for those fasteners. And a lot of it comes down to sheer strength, but regardless, you're just not supposed to be using anything that's other than what's meant for the hanger in there. So whether that's going to be your your Tendi nails or your Tico nails or your your SD strong drive screws from Simpson, which we think are fantastic and easy to use. Yeah, like you don't have to bang a hammer anymore. Yep. Not even as a DIY, you don't have to buy specialty tools. You don't need anything but a drill to drive those things in. So just okay. use them. And like we have sometimes the odd time we send out a deck package. We've done the takeoff. We've included those. Customer finishes the deck. They bring them back. They bring back the screws that we sent out for the hangers. They're like, I didn't need these. Yeah, you did. I always just laugh. I just like, I return them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> these are supposed to go in the hangers. What did you use? Well, I just had lots of the other screws left over. Yeah, the, if those were sufficient, I wouldn't have sent these. All good. I, I don't build that many decks. Never mind. I'll return these. Good yeah. work on saving the $11. Yeah. Let me know when your kid falls off the deck. So that's what? You really think that thing. important? So, 
No, like they're not my kids. I don't care. But I mean, you can do a test. You can screw a deck screw into the side of the deck or anywhere really and hit with a hammer and it'll break off. And so in in the application of a hanger, the the entire point of the hanger is like it's it's a sheer application, 90% of it there. Mm. It's to hold Mm -hmm. the lumber from dropping down, which would shear the fastener. So you need a proper fastener for that. And there's also some... um, I'm trying to find a different word. There's also some pullout capacity there too. Like that you need to I've heard screws, about mythical pullout capacity. <laughs> that the screws tend to help with as well, more so than the nails. Right? Like those strong drive screws hold the board to board. Yeah, it's better the, too. The double and, shear, yeah. right? So it goes through the joist and into the ledger. Yeah. So use the proper fasteners in there. I just had a guy who used to work here as a yard guy stop in the other day, Tyler. Arnold and he has, oh, yeah. he, I don't know if it was he his parents' me. deck or whose deck it was. His parents it was. deck. The Joyce was coming off and he, he texted in me there. and was yeah. just like, what am I going to, do I, is there a longer hanger that I can save this with? How do I fix this? Yeah. And it was, the joist had completely removed itself from the seat of the hanger. It was yeah. no longer in there, but it was still like hanging on at the top by like a screw or two, yeah. like a deck screw or two. Yeah. And so it was just like, and then he showed the top of the deck. He's like, here's the top of the deck. And of course, like, right, right you could see it was like, the, it had dipped there because if the joist fell out of the hanger. Yep. And he's like, how do I fix it? I was like, Dude, for, I, you're going to need to jack up everything. And then you have to somehow force the deck back towards the house. Yep. Three inches, it looks like. Yeah. Like your beam must be leaning out. No, not really. Not true. Like, <laughs> yeah. It has to be. How did the deck shift this way three inches and not throw your posts out of plumb? Yeah. And so I, he was going to try to tackle that, but I was like, dude, you need to be careful because that thing is about to drop on the ground. Yeah. Well, and the other one kind of looks like that too in the front of the house. Yep. Same thing. Nobody should be walking on that deck right now until it's addressed, but do it, like you shouldn't even be crawling under that to try to fix it. Well, you, get a, like, you need to be safe about this. Well, you get a beam under there and then some car jacks and jack it up. Like right. you have to, you have like a, a beam. But if you're going to comp shot from the outside edge of the deck. Outside edge of the deck. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. So anyways, he had a, and that's a result. And not only that, they had the wrong screws and not enough in them. They hadn't filled the holes. Yep. It was like they had put a couple into the ledger and a, and two at the top of the joist. Good to go. And that was it. Yep. It's like the other holes aren't just there for like air drying. <laughs> like they put them there because they're required. Fill them up. Fill the holes. Number 74. The wrong fasteners and pressure to your lumber. So now we're not talking about the hangers necessarily, but just the deck framing in itself or even the decking to the framing connection. Yeah. You need to be using a galvanized or or ledger to hose. Or yeah, any well, I guess all your fasteners. Anytime you touch treated material, make sure that the copper isn't gonna approved for treated material. That's it. Yeah. So ACQ approved. Yeah. Either by a ceramic coating, a galvanization, or stainless steel. Yeah, probably galvanization is the best. My take on that. Well, stainless is probably the best, best, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. Hard to come by though. It's hard to, it's hard to find yeah, I mean, certain, stainless. Certain ones. Well, here it is, right? Again, super dry, no ocean within. Yeah. Whatever. I guess if true. you guess if you get closer to the coast, you probably see more stainless than anything because yeah, you're required like to use stainless stuff yep. out there. Yeah. Um, but here it's not, it's not super common, but it's also not completely uncommon to find a deck that was built with uh, just like gold it's, construction yeah. screws yep. or something. Right? And it's like. You ever back one of those out, and they—it's literally been eaten away. You don't There's back nothing them left. Up. Yeah, they, they just, just snap. Yep. Because um, the coppers reacted with the steel and corroded it over a number of years. Years. So it just eats it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, rot of railing posts. So this is becoming less and less common because wood railing is becoming less and less common. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of the major rot areas in past years was where you've got your railing post dropped down into the framing, blocked in. So this thing kind of like suffocated on all sides. Yeah, it's so just lumber pressing against it everywhere. Right at the top of the framing. Yep. Water gets in the crevice between the blocking and the joist and the rim and whatever and around the post and it doesn't dry out very fast and so it just rots it. Yeah. Like way faster than the rest of the components. It's the same as a fence post, right? When it goes into the ground, a fence post goes in, it yep. like rots right at the ground. It doesn't rot yep. in the ground. It doesn't rot up above it, like right at the connection. Yeah. So that you need to take care of by flashing it. So there's good products out there now, like G-Tape or whatever else, or you may be able to do it with sure. different flashing details. Sometimes people are surface or fascia mounting their posts, which just allows for less. It could be as easy there. as just taping, like take a four inch or a six inch piece of tape and actually tape right around the post, right? Like you don't sure. have to flash yeah. it up the post and all that stuff. Just like, just make one loop around the post and then set it into the framing and frame it. Would save the post at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, checking for rot areas. I guess this could also be expanded into rot areas in other parts of the deck. We talked about the ledger, but other parts such as beam. Know, the, the beam potentially. Or flat blocking. If, yeah. So flat blocking, those kind of areas. Anywhere where water can get into and not dry out quick enough is going to initiate some rot. Yeah. And so I've not seen, I've never seen where the beam has rotted out to the point <gasps> of it's like the deck's falling down, but you've for sure seen posts on decks that have rotted out to the point that if you just give it a slight kick, it's yep. just going to snap. Poof. Over it goes. So. Your live has ended. Um, okay, so delete that and restart this and go live again. Um, next one is rotting of the deck boards themselves. And so this is a failure. It's maybe not as catastrophic as some of the other failures you talked about. The, the deck potentially is not going to fall on the ground, but if you fall through it. You know what, though? If there was a well underneath your deck, you never know where the well is going to be. Some people, be. Some awful. people are like. That's not that bad. My deck's only two feet off the ground. What you don't know is it's 32 feet off the ground. Could be. Could have been 32 feet. Right where your rocking chair is, 32 feet. Yep. Um, and then there's the dude down there with a broken <laughs> right. ladder. And then they're like, my Trex makes like a, a singing noise. Like, no, that's Tupac. He's down there <laughs> still busting out tunes. <laughs> only when it's windy. Yeah, yeah, because that's when he knows people are around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so rotting deck boards. This is a common thing, especially when people paint them. Because often they don't take care of them, and then the paint develops little chips and flakes, whatever, and it gets underneath and kind of it holds water as well. And, you know, if you don't take care of the rotting deck boards when you first start to see it, which people don't, they don't take care of them until they fall, somebody falls through one. Right? Like, how often do yeah. people come in and be like, oh, my aunt fell through the deck the other day? It's like, how did it... Di- now it wasn't good yesterday. And now my aunt, wife's mad at me because I tried to kill her aunt. So and I how big is your aunt? This. Right? Like how big is your aunt? Is that a valid question? Yeah. It's always a valid question. But it's like you, the mm. only reason this happened now is because you knew that spot was there. So you avoided it. But Aunt Peggy didn't know that she was supposed to avoid that spot. And you threw a mat over it because you didn't like how it looked. Aunt Peggy didn't know she wasn't supposed to stand on the mat. She thought it was there for other purposes. Turns out you were hiding a hole. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Neglect. Is really what leads to rotting deck boards. Yeah. Um, lack of lateral bracing is another one we talked about. Yeah. And this is important here because Did you, we have high winds. You didn't read the comment from Georgia Deck guy. No, and nah, it's Gonzo now, I, right? No, I can get. Oh shoot, it was gone. What yeah. did he say? Did so he it? just said that, like in Georgia now, they're allowed to use ledgers and structural screw, like ledger locks and lag bolts and structural screws for the ledger. They 
it wasn't approved. They had to use traditional leg bolts or carriage bolts or through bolts or something. Before. Yeah, I don't know what they were using. He did specifically say leg bolts were allowed now. And so I don't know, like maybe they were using Ardox nails. I don't know. As the approved fastener. If he jumps back in here. He did just jump back in here. Yeah. Sorry, Joel, we missed your last comment. We didn't see all of it. Um, something about you now being able to use leg bolts in your market. So sorry, we didn't, uh, we didn't catch that in time. Before the live ended and we had to restart it. So lateral bracing. So what this is, is this is especially applicable for high decks because the higher up it is, like the higher up that your deck is teetering on top of a post, the yep. more it can sway. Um, and so on low decks that are two feet from the ground, you know, I found this. The higher you are, the harder it is to stay upright. Right. Yeah. That happens. Okay. So you need to make sure through in some capacities, the deck isn't going to sway back and forth because it'll just, it'll break everything. Yep. If it sways too much, it's going to pull that ledger off the house because it's probably not attached properly in the first place. Yeah. Got a couple nails just in there. Some things are going to snap off if things are creaking and moving around too much. So you just need to make sure you have some lateral bracing, whether it's knee bracing or some flat bracing underneath, like the kind of the the W bracing, that lateral Mm -hmm. bracing underneath the joist that people do. Mm -hmm. Um, Something to stiffen the structure so it doesn't rack and shake around a bunch. So that one's... that one's important. And it's especially important to pay attention to now because everybody, not everybody, but a large portion of decks are being done with composites. Yeah. And the fastener for the composites are clamps. They're not actual fasteners. They just clamp the board to the frame. Correct, yeah. And so back in the day, back in the good old days when people built with wood, yeah, you'd screw the whole deck down. And so there's a ton of lateral support there because you got a gazillion screws and the whole thing's all fastened tight. Yeah, probably move. almost enough. That alone, right? Yeah. 31 boards, two screws, every joist. It's like, it's not going anywhere. Can't rack around. Can't. Rack around. Rack around. <laughs> rack up, rack up, rack, rack down. So um, now you have to address that. You have to you have to think that the frame is now, it's it's, it's an independent structure of the deck boards because they're just clamped. Yeah. Used exactly. to be integrated. Yeah. You like all those big words? I felt like I really had a big streak there. Integrated was a good yeah, one. Yeah. Was, Can you mark up a one on the board for Wade on big words? <laughs> big word board? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. You're not getting any more structure and out put of a your point frame up for great points too. from, <laughs> from your decking either. anymore, typically. <laughs> so you need to pay more attention to the bracing that is going to take that wobble and racking out of the structure because the deck boards aren't doing it for you anymore. Nope. So, um, lack of maintenance is another thing that'll lead to deck mm, failures. I so think we, you did that. Nope. Painted board. Well, we touched on it a little bit, but this is, we talked about that in the rotting deck boards. Oh, you're doubling Lack of maintenance. Oh, yeah, kind of. They, okay. they overlap a little bit. But this is just more kind of people letting it go, right? No, every, a lot of people do pressure-treated lumber, and they <laughs> think like, oh, it's pressure-treated to last forever. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not pressure-treated to last forever. It's pressure-treated to last a little bit longer yes. <laughs> than had it not been. Yeah. It, they just make it so that the rot can't start quite as easily. Yeah, you don't have to do The doesn't like it, and the bugs don't like it. The first couple years, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. We just gave you two years off. But if you don't pay attention to it and maintain it, it's going to look like crap and it's going to rot sooner and it may become a safety hazard at some point if you don't get out there and oil it or keep it clean, mm-hmm. kick the seeds out or between the deck board. Like just general maintenance, kind of keeping things clean that are outside. It's like if you were, if you have a, you've got a fifth wheel out back that you spend three days every spring cleaning and picking out seeds and cleaning the air fil- like filter and your air conditioning cover and all that crap. Yeah, do that with your deck too. It's got all the same crap in it and it's not made of fiberglass. So it will rot. So, anyways, it, it requires a little bit of maintenance every year. Clean it up. I want a fifth wheel trailer. I know you do. JJ has no desire to camp. Would you go camping with me? 
I would go camping. Yeah. yeah okay. With me though. I, I <laughs> thought we could talk about that. <laughs> I, I want would, to go camping. I would go camping with you. <laughs> I love camping. Yeah. Camping's my favorite. Me too. How about you, Bryce? You like camping? No. Big hairy no, hey? What? Why? My parents have always owned cabins. So. Oh, okay. that's like So camping. you're not scared of the woods. You're not scared oh, no. of going out and enjoying the outdoors. No. Screw camping, though. Build a cabin. So here's the. But idea. have you seen? This? I would have you a traveling camper. That's what, like a traveling home. That's what it oh, would be. Okay. My idea is that this thing hooks onto the truck, and it's like 32 feet long, and it's got a kitchen, a satellite, and a bunch of bump outs. It's like this is it's like it's a it's house with camping. wheels. It's, it's hardly camping. camping. <laughs> it's not camping. He's like tents. Nope. No. Inconsistent piling. Yeah. This was your idea. So why don't you explain it? So the idea was going to be sometimes it, when you're when your uh, house is an L shape, right? This is my idea behind this. Is yeah. I knew you had a ledger. reason that's why. Yeah, you fasten the ledger to your house on on say the north wall and then again traveling out on the west wall, people mm-hmm. will actually like people will often fasten to the house on that point. Yeah. And I don't think you should because I think it creates a bit of an awkward like a I'm going to call it a pinch point even though it's not really a pinch point. But if the deck is going to shift or move and needs to be adjusted. This happens because you, people put piles in. They think their piles are deep enough. It turns out that it's not deep enough. And the deck still moves around a little bit. Yep. And so if you fasten on two axes, is that a word? Is that a word? Does that work? Axi. Axi. Axes. 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 So if you fasten Axums. on both of them, then you end up with this awkward little spot where you think the deck is supported, but it's not. And then it kind of twists pile isn't supporting it anymore and now you've like i have seen this where you walk out to a house and there's a four by four or a six by six and it's legit dangling off of the beam and has no support underneath of it right because the deck is kind of hanging off of a part of the house where it's not supposed to be hanging from really so yeah that was it that was my idea behind that was yeah and the reason i called it inconsistent piling is because sometimes you because i didn't know what else to call it i don't know what we were trying to like make that known as but the other problem you see sometimes is extensions on decks or something was added or maybe the home builder poured two piles but they want to go bigger with the deck so you pour a third one and it's like if you don't make sure those are all the proper depth then they move differently and then the same kind of thing can happen that middle one ends up jacked up or something because your piles aren't poured consistently and whatever else so there's that that can happen as well so yeah and then that causes an issue like if that middle if that one of those things is floating and not attached anymore Yep. That's, like, that's a major tension on that deck that it's just hanging off two points in the house or whatever else. Yeah. Um, let's answer this question from the Instagram. Marspet. I don't know if that's how I'm supposed to say that, but I wonder why so many of you guys over in America use this tape on the beams. For me, it seems like you then trap the water on top of the tape, forces the water to dry out the hardest way up. Yeah, so I think I know what he's. I think I know what he's getting at, because it's like the idea of water when is water that it, dries, it should it just evaporate and go up. Isn't that the easiest way for it to go? That's a pretty natural way. Is it goes to the clouds? <laughs> okay, right? it evaporates. Yeah, but I think Unless I understand. Well. well, yeah, I understand what he's saying. Right, it's like water wants to run down to the ground, and then yeah, that's where like the fastest way for water to dry off of things is to run off of it and then dry, or not let it get there in the first place. Right, and so I think where. Like the idea of the tape is that we're trying to keep it out of the sandwiched area where it takes a lot longer to get down through the lumber. So it actually kind of gets into the lumber and rots it. 
if you provide a hard surface for it to sit on, it dries faster on top of the tape than it does out of the lumber because it absorbs into the lumber as opposed to being like resting on top of a hard surface that it can't absorb into. Right. Fastest way for it to dry out is to be on a surface that it can absorb into. Right. It's my thought. Yeah, to never let it get wet in the first place. That's the point of the tape. The trick for sure would be to allow, like, I think some people tape the beam all the way around, and I don't know that I would agree with that. I would only ever tape the top of a beam because if you, for some reason, did get moisture into the beam, I would want to make sure that it had a way out, which would be the bottom or side. Right. You've seen some guys, like, and we did this with the Build Love Project a couple of years ago, where the beams are going to be buried. They're going to be in the dirt. It's a little bit different. Then you've got to kind of wrap it up to make sure that it's not sitting wet all the time again. But yeah. that's the point in America and Canada is of the tape is is not, it's to make sure the water doesn't get there in the first place. So the drying out process is irrelevant. Yeah. And you're, you're putting it in areas where water can't dry out fast enough. Correct. So that it causes problems because it stays stagnant in there. And so it's like, well, how do we prevent that? You can't, make it dry faster, but you can stop the water from getting there in the first place. That's the whole point. So that's the point of the tapes there. Um, but you trap it between the beam and the deck. So I think he might be referring to joists maybe. So And so that's true. It, well, like, but if the, so between the top of the joists and the deck, yes, you trap it there. But the point, that's why I'm not a huge fan of taping joists when you're using lumber, like wood for decking. Yes. But if you're using composite or PVC or plastic decking, that's impervious to moisture like it doesn't matter that it's going to stay wet then it's not hurting that yeah if it's composite that you're yeah that's it you did it already i don't need to go on with both that right i agree with you but i like i just had a guy the other day if it's cedar that came and he's doing a cedar should i be taping all my joists and i was like "Mm, i don't know about that because my the theory behind how the tape works would then also suggest that your cedar deck boards are going to rot out faster if you do that. Because you have to you're letting all it take of, all the moisture. All of the moisture. It'd be okay to share some of the moisture between the joists and the cedar if you're going to. Yeah. So yeah. so I told him, I was like, tape your beams, but yep. maybe maybe I wouldn't in that case. Yep. But if it's That's pretty, if you're throwing, pretty down some, you. throwing down some ASEC on it, it's like, oh yeah, no, tape that. It's not The water's not hurting the decking. Can't. And in fact, now your joists are taking all of the water, like you just said, and it's just like exasperating that. Even more. So, more comments. Timbertech Garrett Prairie says the tape keeps moisture from getting trapped between the deck board and the joist. Correct. Uh, Marspet says, okay, with wood, I would not use it. Yep, yeah, agreed. agreed. Uh, Carly Matheson says the tape actually repels water like wax on a car. You bet. And Timbertech Garrett again says, good with composite only. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we're getting at there. It's like debatable whether you should be using that when it's a wood deck, but, but not super debatable when it's plastic decking. Um. Number 25, are we on? Yeah, feels like it. Um, a lack of ricks. You need a rick to build your deck, says Bryce. Yeah. Random then, inspection checks, is that what you're calling Fire them? those guys. Independent checks. Random independent checks. By independent, do you mean somebody independent? Yeah. Somebody not emotionally tied or financially invested in this project should look at your deck. Yeah. So I think the point there was like, this is a, a, a structure that needs an inspection from time to time. It doesn't need to be every third week. It needs to be like every season, go out and have a look at things and make sure that nothing looks like it's kind of gotten worse over the years. Because a lot of these things that we're talking about here are hidden when you're using the deck. And you can only see them from underneath or doing an inspection. So you need to make a bit of an effort to see when things are starting to go. Like we just talked about the joists falling out the hangers. You would have no idea that that's happening until it's too late if you didn't go under and look. Mm -hmm. Like in his case, the deck boards had dropped 
yeah. on the top of the deck. And he's like, whoa, what's causing that? Go underneath. Oh, nothing other than the whole frame of the deck is falling out from underneath it. Yeah. So a lot of these things, the rot, the ledger connection, all these types of things can only be seen by intentionally going and looking for them if it's not too late. And so go every spring is a good time to go do it. So that deck that fell off the house in Regina just now, that would have been impossible to see because they had soffit on there. Right. They did. You would never so you would never know until here's until another you thing. hit the ground and then you'd be like, well shit. And I questioned this from that picture from the second I saw it, and I didn't bring it up in the chat because I couldn't confirm nor deny that this was oh, the case. But I didn't run into politics. Just start throwing. I don't think there was any there. drainage <laughs> system on that. No. Nope. And I've seen this before on these builds. That Did the guys are like putting it. in soffit and thinking that's the drainage system. Yeah, sometimes vented, it. sometimes not. Not vented yet. But the water, there has not been any consideration for where that water is supposed to go. I have some pictures on my phone still. And I, like I, I have them. And so we could look up because one of them was the pile of the lumber that was like after it was done. The pile of the material sitting off to the side. And so we might be able to zoom in and see what kind of shape those joists were in. Like they might be completely rotted. Possibly, yeah. Because they just nailed on that tin soffit. And Dude, if you were the neighbor, like, what would you do like the next day if you were the neighbor? What's the first thing you would do? <laughs> I don't know. I like it's not a trick I question. Was to, like, I know, but I was trying to think of something witty, and I was like, "What are you trying to say?" And no, it's no, like, no. I'd be checking my deck first. The logic. Like I'd rip that soffit off mine. Like, <laughs> yeah. like bang, it'd be gonzo. Yeah. The soffit would be gone. Yeah, like I. I don't know that I would even save one panel of it. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm getting under here now to see everything. And the other, while we're on the topic of doing the soffit in here, there was no barrier between the soffit and the treated lumber either. Nope. So a lot of that tin soffit that you put up there will react with the copper that's in there too. You're yep. supposed to put some Tyvek or paper between it. I didn't see that either. But I didn't see a gutter. So that leads me to think they nailed up that soffit with no regard for the fact that water is going to go into the decking, fall through the decking, and then just like sit in a pool of the soffit and maybe drip out of the vent holes if it was vented and it looked like it might have been, but like that's not how you're supposed to do that. <laughs> but I've actually been to a house last year, or the year before, with a contractor. He's like, Can you come out and have a look at this with me? Went out. It was that exact situation. There was a deck with wood deck boards. There was soffit, non vented soffit on the bottom. And there was water staining down at the house because the, and this is another situation like you just talked about with it was, it was connected on two sides, like yeah. the L shape again. And then the post, the concrete pile on the outside had heaved up. Yeah. Pushed the corner of that deck up. So now the the pitch was back towards the house. Vented soffit was catching all the water, running it back to the house. Fun. And then running down the wall. Fun times. And then as they tore the deck off, found there was pot lights in this thing. Oh, yeah. Holding the water. Pot lights in a bath of water from the non-vented soffit that was sitting on there. And it, there was a junction box in a Ziploc bag. I shit you not. <laughs> I still have pictures of it. There was a junction close to the pilot that somebody had put a Ziploc bag over. Uh, you know what? Here's what we should do. You know what another drainage system was over the lights too? There was a piece of, what was it? Of just poly. Stapled over the joist over top of where the light was underneath. Not a poly that, bag? No, just like like vapor six barrier. Mil, like good six mil oh, stuff. Oh, it was though. good stuff, right? <laughs> Good stapled over months. this, over like a little like eight inch wide one over the top of the light. So that yeah. the water couldn't land directly into the light, <laughs> but just pool around the light. I think next year, I think we should just to hell with this whole 
deck shop thing. Let's run around and just absolutely slay shitty contractors. <laughs> Find decks that are built, post pictures of them, and just like, who did this? Who did this? Who did this? Find the guy, go to his house. Be like, what do you, come here. Yeah. Just like Holmes did, but different than Holmes. And actually put the contractor on, like, on blast. Names, pictures of his family, his kids, everybody. <laughs> Whole thing. <laughs> Let's go for it. Real live TV. And get the good contractor some business. There'll be some, we'll be fighting. There'll be fights. Anyways, there's a lot of good It'll be different than Fight Club. There. We'll it's actually be able safe. to talk about it. And the last two are kind of oh, go hand in hand. Just general build, bad building practices and inexperience, which probably go hand in hand. If you're not experienced in doing a lot of decks, you're going to incorporate some bad building practices. So all I, of these things are bad building practices. In sort of like in a small defense for chucking a truck. The guy probably doesn't think that he's building a bad project. He probably doesn't intentionally set out to build a bad project, right? Oh, I don't think there's any... Yeah, no, not at all. Back in the day when I was a finisher, I got into a conversation with a guy about whether we believe people were inherently good or not, right? And so I, I was on the wrong end of that. I was like, I don't think people are inherently good. I think that they have like some... I think people are just mostly looking out for themselves. I think that's kind of what they're doing. Sometimes it's what they do is good for other people, but generally they just look out for their own well-being and they don't really care too much about other people. And he was arguing that people are inherently good and like to do good things for good people. And so in the idea of building a deck, if the guy doesn't know what he's doing, I don't think that he is malicious in the fact that he's like, I'm just going to use these nails and the deck will fall off. He doesn't understand. Correct, yeah what to use for products, right? Yeah. But so it's like poor bat, like poor building practices are often out of inexperience, not out of maliciousness, right? So. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah. I doubt there's too many people that are like, I'm going to build this thing to fail. Because I have heard that. This guy ticked me off. I've heard people say out loud. Yeah. I'd like this deck to rot so that in 10 years I could build it again. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I sold him the lumber. Yeah, I did. Well, you didn't give him bad lumber. Nope. Um, so the moral of the story is here. I think all of these things right here can be addressed by just hiring a good contractor, a specialized deck contractor, and don't run away because his price is a little bit more. That's what's probably happening in a lot of these cases. They chose the lowest bid. They're trying to save money somewhere, and they use the guy who doesn't know what he's doing. And that the is... The reason he's cheaper is because he doesn't know what he's doing. Also, on the home... Builder, like the home builder does that too. Yeah. I remember when we were hanging doors and stuff and it was like, well, I can get a guy that, well, he can hang those cheaper. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I like it. It turns out I don't, I'm not racing to the bottom. I don't care. Yeah. We'll get somebody else to hire me. And then you have other builders in town that they just have one finisher and he works for that company and has for 40 years. He's their guy. They don't price shop. They don't do, you know what I mean? It's like, this is our guy. He's great. And we pay what he's worth. Yeah. And those people sell houses that are worth a million dollars. And then row home builders come in and they, they don't have, like, they don't have those guys. They don't have the really expensive contractors. They just have whoever can get to it the fastest and do it the cheapest. Yeah, exactly. And then corners get cut and everybody seems thinks it's fine because it seems good, fine right? today. Looks good. Things happen. Comment from TC Dex. I tore off one with tongue and groove cedar soffit that was completely soaked. Yep. I don't understand that even. Like, geez, like... How, what do you, where do you think the water's going? You didn't like, does think. Does nobody look at this and understand that water passes through this? 
thing. Like I don't, those situations blow my mind. Um, Timber Tech Garrett agrees with Wade. Like people are just not inherently trying to mess everybody up. It's just a lack of experience. No, I think he meant that he agreed that people would just look out for themselves. Oh, maybe that too. Anyway, this is a frustrating episode to go with because it's just like, like you said, most of the people listening to this podcast know, and we're just like, we probably just made a bunch of guys mad, and you're like, yeah, I deal with this crap all the time. I was fired up now. Ready well, whatever. To go. They should be mad. And but, the same reason that that the person that bought the house, like the deck fell off the house, they should be on social media. They shouldn't be telling us to take the post down. Right. They that was should disappointing. be blasting that they should talk, they should name the home builder and they should name the contractor. And it's like, well, you watch the Epstein video. This is what happens, man. The guy, like nobody ever called him out for it. Right. And everybody knew it was like, the guy's a creep. He's a pedophile. He's like, he's banging 14 year olds and everybody knew it. And it was like, yeah, don't talk about that. Like that. It'll make him uncomfortable. Who gives a shit? Yeah. The house, the deck fell off the house. Make that home builder uncomfortable. Yeah, it was super disappointing when we got the message. That, like, can you please take those photos down? Um, for legal matters, sure. I'm not sure what the legal implications of the photo being up on I don't there either. were. Hurt I don't feelings. Understand. Like, it didn't mean anything. But we were kind of like, that's really too bad. Because attention needs to be brought to this. They had a second do- a deck on the house. There was a second deck on their house. Yeah, it fell off tomorrow. Yeah, it's built the same way. And the neighbors would have had those same decks on their house. Exact same house right beside it. And so now you're... By by muting this story, it's just going to lead to somebody else falling, crashing off their deck. Yep. So hopefully if they're if those people are requesting those images are taken down, they're doing their part to now go to their neighbors and be like, heads up, this just happened at our house because... They arrested her. They actually arrested her yesterday and she commits suicide tomorrow. She Yeah, that's what they're saying. Like, that's... And then Hillary... And then Bill said, take that down. And Hillary was like, sorry, how do I delete this? I only delete emails. <laughs> right. This is a meme that I saw. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning into the IGs. Thanks for tuning no, into I'm the podcast. We're too. getting all sorts of stuff posted. We just hit a big milestone on YouTube. We cracked a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So if you're not on our what? Three thousand. No, we gained thirty yesterday. We gained thirty subscribers yesterday on our YouTube. We're at one thousand. Holy smokes. That means people should get on there and subscribe to our YouTube yeah, channel because you don't want to be the posted. last follower. Right. You're <laughs> there is lots of content on there. The podcast gets posted on there too. In, and snippets. If you want to hear bits and pieces of this back, Brace has been doing a great job of posting the snippets out of it. Yeah. So you don't have to listen to an hour and 18 minutes of this crap. And there's also other content on there that we're pushing out like crazy. So follow the YouTube channel. Our Instagram just hit 15,000 subscribers. We put lots of stuff out in there too. So follow that if you're not already. Do all of the what things. Else? Are we on TikTok yet? We are on TikTok, but we've been neglecting that. We went pretty good for a bit, and let's get that one. We, We're not supposed to be on TikTok anymore. We got to get that one back on. Why? Is it dead? China. China. See you next week. You've been listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Brought to you by the Ultimate Deck Shop. Shop with us at www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.